<laughs> what is good, everybody, and welcome back on another episode of Buzzing with Anxiety. It is your host, Cake and his Randy, aka Randy Tagley. Uh, so today we I have something very new and very special because we have a not really a new guest, but we are going to or I'm gonna try to something new with uh, with Angeli where she's going to hit me with some Q&As. It's an idea that she put together uh, that I think that is going to be cool because sometimes I can't get my point across. And then also it'll be a cool little filler in for you guys if you are wondering more about what kind of questions are these anyways. Questions about you. Okay, so I guess these are just questions about me and my life, my career. So we'll see how well I can answer them. Um, we don't know, again, don't know how long I'm going to do this episode for, but I think it's going to be a good one. Um, so if you want to introduce yourself, go ahead. Hello. Um, I'm Anjali. Thank you for having me on the podcast today. Uh, I kind of thought that I would host this Q and a for you for, um, a couple of your viewers who might not know a lot about you. I'm, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm Buzzing with Anxiety's number one fan <laughs> on Spotify. So That's I feel bad. like I feel like I am equipped to ask these questions um, so we can get started. And hopefully these questions are questions that you uh, that you listeners want to also know as well. But if not, then I mean, this is going to be a, a fun, uh, fun little experience. It'll be great. <laughs> Okay. Um, my first question is, what inspired you to start a podcast? So I think, honestly, like, I always have a passion for, like, teaching. That's the thing. Um, it's not even – I always wanted to get my message across. And obviously, like, on YouTube, I was able to get, like, my message across with cutting hair uh, from beginning beginner's techniques to – like advanced techniques. And then now um, I have this opportunity to have like a bigger voice in the industry. And um, the episodes that we've been talking about lately has been, uh, or that I've been talking about lately is pretty much like step-by-step how to be a successful barber. Um, And so I feel, I figure that not only does this help you listeners that are barbers that are dealing with anxiety or whatever, but it also helps with me myself um, trying to, I don't know, explain my day and uh, get all these thoughts out there so I don't have to keep them like in the back of my brain. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been enjoying it so far? Yeah, of course. I'm, Pretty much, like, I haven't had, like, a really bad uh, episode as far as, like, just, I don't know. I, it, it's it's kind of discouraging, too, sometimes. I've tried, like, again, when I, my last episode, I was hella thinking about, um, I was hella thinking that I couldn't, like, like do it. So I, I recorded, like, a lot before I actually published one. So this, that's that's like one thing that's about me that like uh, what people don't know is I'm not really like a perfectionist, but I do care what people think about me. And I think that's like a big thing. Yeah. Sure. yeah. 
Amazing. Okay. So you've been very vocal about you having anxiety and experiencing episodes, even experiencing an episode while you're recording your podcast. So um, walk me through what an episode feels like. So for those of your, or for your listeners who don't necessarily know what an anxiety attack feels like, explain, can you explain a little bit about how it feels? Yeah. So, um, it's kind of weird because, um, I tell people this all the time that, that I suffer from like severe anxiety. Right. So with that being said is that severe to me is like, it's by the second. It's not by the minute. It's not by the hour. It's not by the situation. It could literally be anything like even right now, like I'm kind of going through it, but like, it's not, it's like a, a minimal amount of anxiety that I'm dealing with, but I think it's just more me trying to adjust to it, uh, adjust to this particular podcast. But anyways, trying to explain about, um, what was it again about so like, how does it feel? Like, how does it feel? For so somebody who has no idea what an anxiety attack is or what it even feels like, like yeah. for you and it's different for everybody, but what does it feel like for you? Yeah. So, the, the first thing for me is I, my, my hand starts to get like super dry. Like for some reason, like in my head, like my hands just get hella dry. And then um, another thing is shortness of breath. That's like another one. And then um, when I start coughing too, like, and, and it's not, it's not a cough because I'm sick. It's coughing because that's just a habit when I have like, an episode is that I fucking cough. I don't know why the fucking I do that, but like I've had different kinds of like things I've done in the past where like, okay, if I'm doing this particular thing, that means I'm going through an anxiety attack, right? Like before, like back then in the beginning, it was me touching like my chin or like touching like, um, like uh, a part where on my body where it would like relieve some stress or some shit like that. So that's like another thing. Um, but really, like, it's also hella hard to talk. Um, as you guys have, have listened in the in the episodes, that it's sometimes I just don't know how to get, like, certain words out. So I'll make, like, a super long-ass pause just to gather, like, my energy when I say, like, the next word or phrase or whatever it may be. So, um, yeah, that's – I mean, I there, there's so many other things that, that happens with, like, an anxiety attack uh that at the moment right now like those are like the main ones but there's so many like other different ones yeah yeah that's really interesting i think everybody has a little bit of not everyone but i feel like people who experience anxiety experience it in a different way so for you it manifests itself like physically and it's interesting that you can't speak because you are in a profession that requires you to speak all day long so that um that leads me to my next question yeah no it's it is weird that like when i go through these episodes um because i am in a profession where i have to talk to clients i have to talk to people i have to be like communicative to everybody you know so sometimes at the, but at the barbershop i'm like in my element you know what i mean and i'm like in my zone to where it's not too uh 
I don't know. It's, it's like I feel comfortable when I'm doing that, but when I'm talking, when I'm doing these podcasts and I'm by myself, it's just it's just weird because I'm talking to myself. <laughs> but next question. <laughs> so, so my next question is actually a follow up question to my my first question, um, or to my earlier question. So, like when you're in front of a client and you're going through an episode, how do you for for your own anxiety, tether yourself back to the present tense. So like what exercises do you do that have worked to keep you focused on the haircut while going through an episode of anxiety? Man, like that's, that's actually like super tough. Like this, this is actually like a, an answer that might take a couple, couple more extra minutes because I've been in, um, I've been in situations to where um, in the beginning I wasn't able to finish like a haircut or whatever because I couldn't like catch my breath or whatever. But what I do do, like currently what I've been doing is I'll, I'll make sure like, again, like you guys know, I keep like a drink close by me and uh, <clears throat> see like you guys hear that, that, that was like an anxiety cough right there. But um what I've been doing is I'm very close to the refrigerator at the barbershop. So if I'm going through an episode and I'm cutting somebody's hair, I'll tell the client like, Hey, I'm just going to get a drink real quick. But what I'll really be doing is I go inside the refrigerator. I'll get the ice pack that's in there and I'll put it on my forehead or I'll put it on like my neck for like five seconds. Then I'll go back to my client. And then if the anxiety continues, then I'll still tell my client like, I'm going to get another sip of my drink or whatever. So I'll like keep going back and forth. So if you're a client that's listening and you guys hear me like asking if I can go to uh, go get a drink of water or some shit like that, that just really means that I'm going to the back room to, uh, to get my ice pack and put it on like my forehead or whatever, because uh, I mean, that's, that's what I, well, that's what's needed. But um, another thing that I do is that I'll have a seat, during the haircut. So if my clients hasn't um, realized it yet, I have a seat right next to my barber chair and, um, and I'll cut hair sitting down. And that usually like helps out um, a lot because my body is like extremely fatigued when I'm going through an anxiety and I'm cutting hair, but it's so, it's so hard to, to cut hair um, and feel like the physical disability um, that goes along with like the mental focus that I have to do while cutting somebody's hair. So it's like, it's like the ultimate test all the fucking time. <laughs> and how often do you experience an anxiety attack each day? <laughs> um, I don't even like it, it, I deal with anxiety so often that I don't even remember the last time that I didn't deal with any kind of anxiety. Like, yeah, there's different levels. There's like very minimum or very minimal to like medium to extreme. Right. So I've definitely, uh, I know how it is with, with all this shit. Like when I think about like having like an, an episode or whatever. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm going through an anxiety attack right now. 
and I complete like my mind is is gone because and I've completely forgot what the question is. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. No, so the question was how often do you experience an anxiety attack each day? So if I'm dealing with ten clients, right? And each client, I probably go through like five episodes, five anxiety attacks during one client. Like, no, and this is no bullshit. This is no, like, I'm, I swear to God, like, there's, and like how I just said that there's different levels and shit. Um, every single client, every single encounter that I have with people is, uh, is anxiety filled. So there's really like, I'll probably go through, over a hundred anxiety attacks every single fucking day. And it's like, it's exhausting. Like when I think about it right now, like it makes me hella sad <laughs> because <laughs> no, you're fine. Like, damn, it, it sucks because I've been, I've been having this battle further at least for 13 years right now, you know? And, uh, yeah, I, I've gotten stronger throughout the years, but I've, uh, I've definitely hit like a low point like years ago. Well, I think that that speaks a lot to your talent because you're an incredible barber and you are super talented. And so to know that you've gone through like five or six, like, you know, at least five anxiety attacks with each client each day um, and you're still like throwing out fire fucking haircuts (laughs) all day long, like that, that speaks a lot to your talent. Okay, so let's. I don't want you to be sad. This is a good day. I'm good. I'm just really like, I'm really just thinking about like, damn, like I've got to do hella dope ass shit as a barber. You have. And like to accomplish all those things while having this disorder, you know, I always told myself like, I'm like, I'm not going to let anxiety be the reason um, for me to stop anything. Like, I, I, I hate saying no. So, if there's an opportunity for me to, if there's an opportunity that somebody, you know, suggests for me to do, like, there, it's most likely I'm going to just try it out anyways. Like, regardless if it's going to be like a high level of anxiety or whatever, because I never want anxiety to be the, like, my excuse to say, like, no, nah, I can't do it because I might have an anxiety attack. Like, fuck that. I want to be better than that. Yeah. Yeah. You're bigger than your obstacles. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love that too. Shit. No struggle, no progress, y'all. <laughs> I love it. So you often speak about your generation of barbers versus the current generation of barbers and how they're so different. So what would you say is the biggest benefit that barbers now have versus your generation? Oh, Easily that's social media back then like when i first started cutting hair in um 2002 we didn't have and and i'm sure that the new generation barbers are tired of hearing this but that's like that's real shit like in the beginning we had no social media all the way until when did iphones come out like 2006 or 7 or some shit like that even like like but instagram came out 2010 right so it's like Yo, Instagram's hella new. So like we literally had like the word of mouth. Um, if you were good, you were good. If you were whack, you weren't getting haircuts. You know what I mean? So nowadays, like 
even weak ass barbers can edit and Photoshop their haircuts to make it look fire and have clients and edit shit like that. You know what I mean? So that's, that's like one advantage that the new, the new barbers have um, that old barbers didn't. And then my follow-up question is what do you think your generation of barbers have versus this new generation? Um, Or I'm sorry, I rephrase that. What do you think that this new generation of barbers lack? Oh, they definitely lack the ambition. That's like one thing. Like not to say that, not to say that the new generation barbers don't have the ambition, but they don't have that, that they don't have that dog in them that we had like back in the day. They don't have that. Like, yo, when I, back in when I was at feel good cuts, we used to go to the malls and leave our flyers like, yo, like, and this is like uh, a thing for all barbers out there that you have to just promote, 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 promote. Uh, that was one thing that we had uh, that I think that we're always going to have is we're just fucking straight hustlers. Like, that's just what it's what it's always been. Um, we. We wouldn't let like a bad day fuck up our next day. We would just be like, you know what? Fuck that. We're going to we're going to leave the shop. We're going to promote. We're going to get these people in. And that's just that's something that we have. Um that's what I think that that where we benefit off of is, uh, yeah, ambition. Is there a barber in the industry that that's that you're impressed by that you think is doing it well or doing the uh, promotions and everything well for their generation? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Easy the Barber. Again, I've talked about Easy the Barber. Shout out to Easy the Barber. Um he's he just he just finished barber college he just got certified uh or not certified but he just uh graduated from the academy um on friday i believe and just his his but but see the thing is he's a little bit older than what we think so he's actually still part of my generation of like hustlers and shit like that but if i were to think about like other other people that's like younger, like 24 and under, you know what? Honestly, Jordan, yeah, two looks to look like that's all. He's also like my little brother right there. So I'm proud of, proud of both of them. Um, really, uh, shout out to Jordan, uh, and then shout out to easy, the barber, but yeah, I mean, easy, the barber for him not to have any kind of, uh, skill in, cutting hair in the beginning to now finishing and putting out this good content, this good barber content. Like it's something that I always wanted to do, but I knew that I couldn't do it because I don't have the patience to edit videos. And, uh, I, I might have the creativity, but I just don't want to put it to, <laughs> I just don't have the, yeah, that, that extra, that dog's not there. <laughs> that, that, that dog's not there. <laughs> <laughs> but Jordan though, if you, if y'all don't know Jordan, Jordan, he'll like if you need if you guys want a haircut at 5 a.m., he'll be there. If you guys want a haircut at 11 p.m., he'll be there too. So, yep. I love <laughs> okay, so let's move on. You've been invited to many barber conventions, and while you've only participated in one barber competition, you've judged many of them. 
if you could compete now, which barber in the, in the industry would you want to go against that you think would be challenging? <laughs> Sheesh. What barber would I want to go against? That would be challenging. That you think would be challenging. No, I can't even answer this question. <laughs> like, my followers already know this, that I'm just not in – like, I, I don't think that I'm better than anybody. It's not even that – it's not even that I think that I'm better than anybody because say if I say a name right now, mm-hmm. then everybody below that person is going to be like, oh, so Randy thinks he's better than that person. I'm like, nah. So, like, I, yeah, I would never, like, and that's one thing why I wouldn't do a barber show or whatever is because I don't want people thinking that, like, I don't know. I, I Yeah, it's just, it's just weird to think that I'm – uh, that I would be in a uh, barber competition, and um, yeah, yeah. There's no- <laughs> <laughs> He's like blushing. <laughs> okay, I knew you weren't gonna like that question. Okay, so okay, if it's not you, are there any barbers that you wouldn't mind seeing matched up against one another? Yeah, hell yeah, I would love to see like barbers go against. Like, I would love to see barber like. A lot of shit. I would love to see a lot of shit, actually. But the only thing, the only downside to that is that there, there is like politics involved with like these barber hair shows and shit like that. Mm. Um, like how I said in my last episode, I was talking about like people, like judges play favorites and shit like that. So for me, I know without a doubt that I'm probably the fairest fucking. Uh, fairest barber judge out there because i really don't give a fuck who's cutting whose hair if if the haircut's fire it's fire so when it comes down to it um like if if i can pick the the judges i think i would pick like the right judges to judge like barber shows and shit like that so i would love to host like a barber battle i just um I just don't know what it takes. You care less about who's battling whom. You care more about who's judging. Um. Yeah, I guess about it. it I think that it, that's important. Yeah, I think that the judges, uh, are ju- the judges of the referees. So like they they predict like the outcome of the game essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay. Well, you talk about your experiences entering the barber community and um, dedicating all that time and energy into building repeat clientele. In the time that it took you to build that clientele, have you ever met a client that you didn't want to come back to you? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I can't think of people specifically, but I know that there's definitely been like more than a handful of times that I've been like, man, fuck that client. Like, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) like I really don't care about this person's money. You know what I mean? Like, like you guys as barbers, like we know a vibe, like I'm a very vibey person. So if I'm not feeling the vibe from somebody, like I can almost always tell what client is going to come back. Like I can like 10 times out of 10, actually, like I know, okay, this person is going to come back um, for sure. Like with like in six weeks or whatever, or this person's just not going to come back at all. So I have a client in mind right now 
that I'm thinking of recently that I've cut who I really want to cut his hair again because I don't think that I was given a fair shot at cutting his hair the first time because he came to me with like a fucked up haircut already. Uh, I'm not going to sh- say his name because I actually don't know his name, but I, I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at his face right now. And I'm just like, dude, like if you're out there and you're wondering like whatever, like I, I just want to cut his hair one more time. So, yeah, I mean, there, but there's there's always going to be those clients that's like, OK, that client's not for me. That's just like something that you deal with in the industry where it's just like, OK, um, this this person could potentially be. So when I when I look at it, I look more for my clients being my friends that turn into family. So if I don't even if I don't feel that connection like the first time, then I'll know I'll try to keep them, especially if they have like like a good vibe to them. But if not, then I have no problem like giving him a fucked up haircut <laughs> or even just saying like, thanks, man, I'll, I'll see you soon. Because actually one thing that I do tell my clients, like when I'm done cutting their hair, um, I'll, I'll make eye contact with them and I'll say like, all right, I'll see you soon. Right. Like, that's like one thing, like, all right, I'll see you soon. Yeah. And then uh, they'll, they'll come back. And those are the ones that I care about. If I don't say that to you, then yeah, then I really don't give two shits if you come back. <laughs> Or not. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right. Well, let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have a talented hand at being a barber, like being super fucking talented, or having a strong work ethic? I'd rather have a strong work ethic. Why? Um, Definitely having a strong work ethic is going to – is going to be like the longevity part of being a barber. Yeah, like you might have bars and cutting hair and shit like that, but if you don't have a personality to match that that talent um, with your hands, then you know that's that. Then I, I put it all with like professionalism too. You know what I mean? Like um, the work ethic. Professionalism is work ethic, and. Um, I mean, hand, like your talent is also worth that work ethic too. But I'd rather have a good ass work ethic, you know, than than being good with my hands because I could get by with like mediocre haircuts. And uh, you guys, my listeners, know that I'm I'm proud to tell everybody in here right now that I'm definitely not like the best barber out there. But as far as like work ethic and shit like that, I know that my shit is unmatched as far as uh, punctuality. Like, I think punctuality is the biggest thing. Okay, so let's go back to the meaty questions. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you that don't know, I've known Ren since I was like 16, 17. Um, And, you know, watching Ren from when we were in high school, we didn't go to the same high school, but like when we were like 16 and then going from Randy, the basketball player at Burton, to Cake and His Randy on YouTube. Um, you literally were like an overnight success to me because it's <laughs> like I check Instagram one day and you're posting like pictures of birds and then suddenly <laughs> you're like signing autographs. Um, my question is, as your name has gained 
more notoriety in your 20s, what's the number one thing you learned about identifying and navigating through fake friends? Um, yeah, so the, the, this question is going to take a little bit like every single fucking question, but uh, it's going to take a little bit long to explain this part because I've dealt with so many different levels of friends and I believe that there's that you need to have like um, not like hella friends, but like I have hella circles of friends. But right now, as we speak, the second I literally have like a circle of less than 10 people that, you know, that I trust. Um, it's even like maybe five people at that uh, that I really trust. Um, but how I how. I'm sorry. What was was the question? So what was the number one thing you learned about, um, I like identifying fake friends. So like you've, we've had these discussions before privately where, you know, like your life changes for the good or for the bad. So for instance, I'm going to give you this example, like Randy used to be a stoner. Like (laughs) a lot of you guys already know this, but like for those of you who don't, um, and you've met him recently, you would never think that Randy was just like a stone cold stoner. Like you used to smoke Halloween. all the time. <laughs> like he barely remembers us being friends when we were teenagers. So like um, you quit, like you quit smoking. And then you had like a lot of your friends who you thought were your close friends stop being your friend. Yeah. Hell yeah. That, that actually, that's, that's true. Like, all of that, like I, yo, yo, I used to smoke hella weed. Swear <laughs> to God, I started smoking weed at ten, and then I stopped smoking weed at twenty, like right when anxiety happened or whatever. But yeah, so I lost a bunch of friends when I stopped smoking weed because that, I mean, that's that you know you hang around the people that uh, that are interested in the same things that that you are. So even at at an early age, I knew that I wanted to be like a successful barber. I knew I wanted to like succeed in life. So I surrounded myself with people that I thought would help me excel in life. Um, so I hung out by myself (laughs) because it was me myself, man. Fuck that. It was me myself (laughs) that got me to where the fuck I'm at today. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I did. I had to pause a lot of friendships in the beginning from like my 20s, my early 20s to my mid 20s. I had to cut off hella people, even my friends today. Like I, I didn't talk to a lot of them because I had to focus on being a successful person. And for me to get there, I had to do it myself. And I, I, I didn't have any fucking help with it. Now, me uh, in this barber industry, being well known, uh, how it helps what, what I've been doing uh, or what I've been noticing a lot is that people will like linger around me like longer than normal, or they'll like do certain things to like stay in my circle. But it, in due time, you will see like, or I'll see that people will start to fade away if, if they feel like I'm not helping their career out, which I respect. That's not, that's fine. But if you're a genuine ass motherfucker, like you're going to want to stay part of my life. For sure. So with that being said, there's this thing I read 
on the internet about energy vampires. And so um, I think my follow-up question is, so because you give out really good, really pure, genuine energy to like all of your friends, all of your clients, it's kind of what's helped you with your success. How do you protect yourself against energy vampires, energy vampires, people who just want to be a part of your circle, who want to be a part of your like Instagram stories or just want to be a part of your circle because of your name? Um, Real shit. Like I know about energy vampires and shit like that because to be honest, I'm one of them too. Yeah. Like I bounce off of people's energies and shit. Now, if somebody wants to bounce off my energy to their own energy, um, I don't, I actually don't mind it. Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't mind it because at the end, of, like, I feel like I'm fucking pure. Yeah. Right. I feel like I'm pure. So if I'm having an, an exciting time and somebody next to me uh, is bouncing off my energy to make them make themselves like be high on energy then we're going to have a fun ass fucking time. Like, that's just how I see it. Like, that's, yeah. that's what I think. So, um, like energy vampires, like come with it, <laughs> you know, <what laughs> <I mean>? like, <laughs> come with it because, because as all of you guys know, like my energy, like I, I could be like low on energy, like majority of the, of the day, you know what I mean? Until I look at like Justin cutting hair in the corner and he's dancing and like, <laughs> And it just, it just changes my whole shit up. You know what I mean? So like for anybody that wants to bounce off my energy, like that's good. I welcome y'all to it because that's, again, like my shit is so pure. That's not going to fuck me up. You know what I mean? Because um, whatever I'm feeling at that moment, that's what I'm feeling. I don't give a fuck how somebody else is feeling. Now I know like other situations where it might make somebody feel uncomfortable but then, I mean, then I'll assess like the situation and like I'll I'll tone it down if if need be. But I will definitely like I, I bounce off other people's energy. So fuck it, bro. Come with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you mean by people who might be uncomfortable? Um, being uncomfortable as far as like like you know if if we're in a situation where um you're you're put to make like a uh like a tough decision but fuck i don't i actually don't even know wait pause it real quick so it's more like so if if somebody i can always feel when somebody like wants to leave like a situation like if we're at a party or whatever and then i'm getting the vibe like with say is is you Mm -hmm. and then you just give me that look like i'm I'm so done with this part. Let's fucking bounce. I can like feel that energy and be like, all right, like we're out of here. And I have no problem with that. You know what I mean? So that's what I meant by, um, by going like, what is it? What was it? What is it? Yeah. No, no. By like assessing like the situation or whatever. So, um, yeah, if, if so, I, I can always feel that kind of energy, that kind of vibe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good answer. Okay. A little bit more serious. Um, in times of stress or uncertainty, is there a quote or a saying that you often refer to to like boost your spirits up? Yeah, um, I have a couple. Um, I'll start off with with the one that I wear every single day, and it's on my on my chest. 
tattooed is, is no struggle, no progress. Um, that quote right there, even earlier today, I tweeted something about like you, about like you being successful. You can't be successful if you don't know what rock bottom feels like. That's what I feel like. Right. So <clears throat> without struggle, there is no progress. If you didn't deal with like the hardships, uh, on your way to success, then, then, uh, then you really didn't progress going through the motions. Um, so you actually have to hit rock bottom for you to appreciate what's going forward. So that's one thing, uh, one quote that, that I really fuck with. Another quote that I really fuck with is, uh, <clears throat> and this is for anxiety, is God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. So with that quote, what that means to me is, like God is just testing me whenever I go through like an episode every single day, he's not going to put me in a situation that he knows that I can't get out of. So just having good faith, um, it takes me, it, it gets me through the day. So those, those two quotes right there, like I'll, like you could put that on my tombstone <laughs> straight up. No struggle, no progress. I love it. <laughs> All right. Now I have a couple of fun questions. Of all of the hairstyles that you've tried, you've had a buzz cut, the comb over, braids, dreads, mullet. and now this like half mullet, half dread head situation. Yeah. What's your favorite hairstyle and why? Um, I think my current one right now the with mullet. the with the little mullet in the back with the dreadlocks. So it's like uh like if you guys don't know, or if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, then um, follow me on Instagram so you can see what the fuck I look like. But if <laughs> if not, I have dreadlocks on the top of my head, and then I have like a legit mullet, like in the back, and then I have a taper on the side. So the reason why I even have this mullet is because uh, I'm growing it out so I can dread that part up. But yeah, I would say that right now. The dreadlocks is actually probably my favorite hairstyle I've ever had just because I think it's very unique. I think it matches like my life. Um, it matches like my career. Um, I don't know. And I think that it makes me look, I, I, I like the way it makes me look or makes me feel. Nice. I like it too. Thank you. <laughs> I, although I will say when I first saw you on Instagram with the dreads, I was like, what is this guy thinking? <laughs> I'm a hairstylist. I know. <laughs> but it looks good. I like it. Thank you. Okay. Um, you're very public about having drip. <laughs> uh, you seem to be both a collector of shoes and hats. If you could drop one fashion item, which one would it be? I'm I'm dropping shoes for sure. A thousand percent. Because, well... Actually, that's a tough one because the first thing that I that I know from people, like I look at everybody's shoes first, and then and then I look at the top part, like the the haircut or like what kind of hat they're wearing. But for me, yeah, I have I definitely I I really care about like my headgear. But yeah, I can't be having no fucked up shoes. But which one? <laughs> which one would you still drop shoes? I think I still drop shoes though. Just because, like the hat, like you, I, you could rock like a vintage 
a vintage hat that's just a flex. You can't wear like, I mean, you can wear vintage shoes and shit, but uh, being a hat collector is a little cheaper than being like a shoe collector. <laughs> it's very true. If you guys haven't seen this guy's hat collection, it's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. So then what's, so let's go back to shoes. What's the best shoe to cut in when you're barbering all day long? Um, shit, I'll tell you what shoes you shouldn't be wearing. <laughs> you shouldn't be wearing no, don't wear no chucks. Don't wear no regular ass, like three-year-old vans. Don't wear slippers. Like you want to have like support on your feet because you're on your feet all day. You know what I mean? So like, like even Air Force Ones for me are 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 comfortable, but once you break in the Air Force Ones, like they're they turn uncomfortable. Like uh, just like how all like all brand new shoes are comfortable as shit, but once you break them in, it's a wrap. You know that's just what I know. Um, but yeah, like I would never, I would never choose to wear like Chucks or Vans. Like those are just two terrible shoes to cut hair in like a full twelve hour day. And again, like if people are wearing like Vans or Chucks um, for like eight to 12 hours a day, they're, they're, they probably just started cutting hair and their feet are like fine. But like, nah, fuck that. I would die. I've actually one time I've actually like told somebody to because I was wearing Vans. I asked him if he could buy me shoes from the mall. Like after I got done cutting his hair, like, yo, can you go to the mall and pick pick up these shoes? And then he's like, yeah, bet. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> it's that serious. <laughs> There's no one that you would recommend for you. For um, at the moment, I, I fuck with the Pegasus, the Nike Pegasus. Uh, that's, that's ever since I put those shoes on, like I haven't even thought about putting on another uh, shoe to cut hair in. Like they're not like the, the, the nicest shoes, but uh, they're definitely like one of the more comfortable ones. <laughs> moving on from shoes um is there a guilty pleasure song like i know that you like to have more like soft jazz playing like r&b music playing uh at your barbershop but like is there a guilty pleasure song that you have like if some if you were playing it in your car and then one of your barbers just rolled up to your car and noticed that you were listening to the song and you'd be embarrassed what song would that be uh Honestly, it would probably like it probably be like a John Legend song, like Ordinary People, because <laughs> I know like the lyrics and shit. <laughs> so, like guilty pleasure, yeah, like like I like I'm a sucker for like no homo or pause, but <laughs> but John Legend, that's he he he's he's my goat for real. So I'll I'll listen to John Legend all day. <laughs> nice. All right. As a Bay Area native, you have publicly bashed San Francisco's beloved Roxy's and called their sandwiches trash <laughs> over other sandwiches in the Bay. So in your opinion, what are the key components to an amazing sandwich? Ooh, that's a, this is a good question. So you have to start off with the bread. So for me, I would have like some focaccia bread. Or I would have, um, okay, if I were just to put, like, a beautiful fucking majestic sandwich 
closing my eyes right now. <laughs> it would be like focaccia bread with very with like more than light mayonnaise, very light mustard, hot pastrami that like some oh man, my mouth is getting watery right now. Like the hot pastrami from Sub Center, that's like my favorite shit. But you have to also have really really good provolone cheese. So damn near, I'm just I'm just pretty much describing like a submarine center uh, sandwich. But sub center sandwiches, they don't have. It's not focaccia bread. It's uh, it's no, it's not even Dutch crunch. It's like sliced white or not sliced white. It's just it's just white bread. Yeah, French roll, which is fine too. But that motherfucker has to be toasted too on top of that. So you have to toast that shit to perfection. Um, also, I love my sandwiches with uh, no tomatoes. Um, I, I like to keep it basic. I want to taste all those flavors of the meat and the bread and the cheese and just have a party in my mouth. <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You guys should have seen it. Like he had his eyes closed and he was like <laughs> waving his hand in the air for every ingredient that he was mentioning. It was pretty beautiful. Okay. Fuck, Mary, kill rice, noodles, bread. I would fuck noodles. I would marry rice and I would kill. What is it? No, I'd fuck. <laughs> yeah. I would kill noodles. I'd kill noodles. I would marry rice and I would fuck bread. A hundred percent. You and I couldn't be more different. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As I mentioned earlier, you're from the Bay. What does it mean when people say cutty? Shit, cutty could be anything. Cutty could be anything and everything. Like, Cuddy could be like, Cuddy could be like a cousin, like yo, Cuddy, whoa, whoa. and then Cuddy could be like, yo, let's hit this Cuddy real quick before we we make it to the actual destination, like, or you could use Cuddy saying, um, like, say you were gonna smoke weed or whatever, and you're at a party, yo, let's go, let's hit the Cuddy real quick and hit this blunt and then go back. So like, Cuddy. That's that's a good one. I and I still use Cuddy to this day. <laughs> I don't, but I should. <laughs> okay, Maney. Maney, yeah, Maney could be anything too. Maney could be a verb, a noun, <laughs> a pronoun. Like that shit, Maney, bro. Like, <laughs> and you have to follow Maney with bruh all the time. Like, you can't just be like, "That's Maney." You gotta be like, that's many, bro. <laughs> because that that justifies like how many that motherfucker was. <laughs> so we're not actually getting a definition for that. Oh, word. oh, oh. Many <laughs> So many, many is like crazy. It could many could be crazy, many could be like extravagant, many could be um Many just can't be low key. Many is opposite of low key. Or 
can you can you use Manny? No, you can't. So Manny, yeah, Manny is just fucking crazy. Like, bro, that shit is Manny, bro. Like I said, like you have to follow it up with bro, and then Manny could be. What did I say? What uh, Manny could also be a. Uh, you said it could be a noun verb. Oh yeah, like oh that bro right there is Manny, bro. <laughs> like he's Manny. <laughs> okay, so then what would the di- the difference be between hyphy and Manny? Um, shit, hyphy is a movement. Hyphy is hyphy is a uh, hyphy is a culture thing. Manny being Manny is not culture being many is like is a character trait being hyphy is like that's that's invested in us like being yeah i mean that was the best time of my life the hyphy era yeah um but yeah i mean hyphy and many is completely different <laughs> makes sense all right what does it mean when someone says i got it for the jug so first of all you said it wrong Wait, how did I say it? <laughs> you said jug Got it for the jug. 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 J O O G. I've been saying jug. No, it's jug. Like, oh, he jugged me. That means that he gave you a hair, like, gave you something on a discount. Mm -hmm. Like, like, bro, like, uh, like, he jugged me on a haircut. That means that he gave me, like, a discount on the haircut. Or, um, let me get, let me get that $40, uh, bottle of Hennessy. Why am I refraining? <laughs> well, let me get that forty dollar bottle of Hennessy, and then the the store person will be like, "Bro, just give me 30. and then you go back to the homie and be like, "Bro, he just jugged me for thirty bucks. It's it's love, you know. It's good. I mean, <laughs> that's what jug is." Okay, so clarification: I've been saying jug for the past like six months. <laughs> so thank you for <laughs> adjusting my slang. There you go, jug. Jig. Okay. <laughs> Finish the sentence. I'm popular. I'm a rap star, but I live like a rock star. Running from the cop cars. Ooh. <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> I got a gang of bab. Boy, I'm a sav. Come through the slideshow. Yoga in a cab. Death and sauce. Fuck. I don't know the, the thing after that, but death and sauce. <laughs> I'm a boss. Tycoon, ty, tycoon. <laughs> Open weekdays till 8, Saturdays and Sundays till 5, and online at shanko.com. <laughs> and that wraps up my Q&A with Mr. Cake and his Randy. That was very fun. Thank you so much, uh, Ashley, for doing that. <clears throat> I didn't know when it was going to end. But my cheeks hurt from smiling this whole time. <laughs> so thank you so much for, for tuning in. Again, if you guys are not following me on Instagram or actually don't even follow me on Twitter, but follow me on Instagram um, at Buzzing with Anxiety. Follow my personal page at Cake and His Randy. Uh, do you want to put your Instagram handle out oh, there? Sure. Um- I'm a freelance makeup artist. You can follow me at Angeli Makeup, A-N-G-E-L-I-E Makeup to see some like fun shit. Yeah, she's actually super dope with the hair, with the uh, makeup and stuff like that. So again, y'all, thanks for tuning in. But last and not least, uh, happy anniversary to my girlfriend yeah. right here. This is actually our one year 
anniversary december 6th 2020 uh is our first year uh and this is how we are ending it off so i hope you guys really appreciated that uh because i sure did and we are out this bitch yee keep it kicking bye <laughs>